This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. The southern districts have already been mostly evacuated as the last townspeople scramble to safety. Let's head for the Aptivar Gate. You see Hallenheim in his full plate armor. Holy Hallenheim! I received your letter. It is good to see you have come. We just met with the king, you may have heard of him, and he thinks that we should go to the cult's headquarters. No man can supersede the will of Embassile. However, your cause is just and your mission coincides with mine. Well, in that case, I will be going. Just as the sun reaches its zenith, the weather starts to take a rather sudden turn, and you see something out of the ancient stories, a ship soaring through the sky, dancing among the clouds. They do exist. We need to get up on that ship. The mage casts the fly spell on the four of you. We arc across the sky. We form the flying V. Let's get the scepter. Let's go get that scepter, boys. Let's do this. So you fly straight past the other two ships and continue on your marked quarry. And then on the ground, someone knocks the mage over the head and he falls unconscious and he just drops from the sky. Uh, right as we're about to get there. Yeah, I hope he ducked in cover because we need this spell to last. Yeah, it's true. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. I actually don't do, think do, I know do, that song. Is that like do, a crooner do, do, do. thing? Oh, yeah. It's like a classic. Uh, Bing Crosby did a version. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, all the, all the crooners did it. I mean, you could go the Sugar Ray route as well. I just want to fly. Wanna fly. Put your arms <laughs> around me, baby. That's true. <laughs> or I believe I can fly. That's like the, <laughs> the most overused memeable song about flight. Yeah. I believe I can fall and die. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely believe that right about now. So you're catching up to the ship, and you've already passed out over the gate. You're into the... (laughs) I've passed out, yeah, for sure. (laughs) From those (laughs) G-forces. Yeah, right. (laughs) G-forces, like the high altitude, like it's hard to breathe. Each cheeks just... (laughs) Yeah, did you forget your gas mask? Like we should have had our oxygen masks. Yeah, definitely. So you're already past the onyx gate... And flying out over the Sapphire Road. Hey, I can see Nafton where the road splits from here. (laughs) (laughs) How's the banana stand doing? Oh, it looks like it's doing great business. There's crowds around it. Oh, wait, those are zombies. (laughs) (laughs) Zombies love their banana splits. You probably can see Nighton from up here. (laughs) You finally are edging up on the back of the ship. It's probably been three or four minutes of solid flying now. How do you want to approach this? You can see there are a few people scattered around the deck. A couple of soldiers and looks like some casters. Does it have like a quarter deck? Like a typical Age of Sail type ship where like someone's steering it? It does. It's got the steering wheel in the back. Yeah. So like on a raised platform. I think we land as close as we can toward the back and try to interfere with the guy who's... Commandeer the ship? Yeah. Who's steering. I guess you left Stripey behind somewhere, right? Huh? You told him to circle around because otherwise... Yeah, we told him to circle. Yeah, Yeah, Brian was thinking that he would get there before us because it was circling at that point. So I don't think he actually split off from us. He would have just stayed with us. 
Right. Mm, we need to be invisible, though. Oh, right. So the three of us are invisible on one side. Stripe is on the other. That way, he potentially draws their attention off to, mm, let's say, starboard right. side, and we're on port. Yes. And then we sneak in from behind. You would voice that to Stripe before we approach the ship, right? Like, go to the other side. Yeah, yeah. I, I message it to him. Right. Message. He doesn't speak a language. <laughs> oh, that's true. But he speaks Shaba's language, and that's what matters. Yeah, he understands me well enough. I think that, that makes the most sense. So we're, if we're following the same flight path, we're just split off on different sides of the ship. Okay. Well, interestingly enough, as you approach, you're still flying invisible, but you're looking down on the deck, and you can see one of the wizards looks directly at your group and shouts, They're coming! Everyone! Ready your weapons! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Detect invisibility. It's only a second-level spell. Mm-hmm. Or... True seeing or something like that, yeah. But how would he have known to cast it? All right. Seriously. That's a good point. The cult has been following you for how long? (laughs) They know all of your tricks. But we don't know the flight spell. (laughs) Yeah, we've never flown before. Oh, you mean because we often employ invisibility? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Does it last a really long time? It's an hour. Okay, okay. That's fair. Yeah, they might have had somebody with it. Someone cast it right before the battle. Yeah. Ah, sheesh. So how does that work if the wizard can see us everybody else still can't, right? Because the wizard's detecting invisibility. He can see us, but, like, the average soldier on the ship isn't going to be able to. They're not going to be able to shoot at us. That's true. Well, he could warn them to get ready, but you're right. They they don't see us. Only that wizard with the detection can see us. We're at an advantage until we attack or cast a spell. So they spot you, and I guess we should roll initiative. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. The moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> all right. Shabba's going on 19. Stripey is going on a 13. Aslo has a 20. Tokus is 14. Aslo is first. Hooray! Now, I know I have a movement speed, uh, a walking speed of 25 feet. Do I have a flying speed of 25 feet? The fly speed is 60 feet. However, the ship is also moving away from you at the same speed. So basically, I'm going to say, unless you are moving forward, then you're going to get swept behind. Okay. It's kind of like how you would deal with moving in a river or something. So you'll move forward at half speed effectively. Okay. And if you don't move anywhere, then you'll move backwards. Okay, so uh, forward at half speed, so a speed of 60 So it's feet. almost like difficult terrain in relationship to where we are to the ship. Basically. Okay. This isn't a relationship, it's an airship. <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke for the win. So our fly speed is 60 feet. We're basically effectively moving at half speed, so if I move, I get 30 feet. If I dash, I get another 30 feet. Right. Yes. Okay, so moving up 30 feet still puts me at a good range away from the ship, above 90 feet. There's no requirement of the fly spell to, like, do anything with our arms, right? Like, we don't have to hold them out in front of us like Superman or, like, flap them like we have wings or anything? Nope. In 5th edition, you just get to fly. Sweet. So we're just hovering very fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going to cast a spell, but I remembered we're invisible. As soon as we do that, we become uninvisible. So I'm just going to action dash, move up another 30 feet, 
Yeah, dog. I mean, are you sure you want to be in the front, Brian? Because I'm slower than you. I don't know if I'll... No, you're, you're the same. We're all the same speed when we're flying. We're all the yeah. same speed. It's all equal when okay. we're flying. Um, and I figure I'm invisible. I'm just going to try to get up there as fast as possible. Not a bad plan. So you spend your turn moving quickly. Do you do anything for bonus action? Bonus action? I would like to inspire Tokus. Oh, that's right. And I say, I shout over the over the roaring winds, and I say, Tokus, if at first you don't succeed, destroy all evidence that you tried. <laughs> I'll remember that. You got it, buddy. And I'll end my turn. I'll give you uh, Goliath inspiration, and I'll shout over and be like, Tokus, you're flying so strong. Thanks, Shaba. Anytime. When he inspires me, I actually do do like the Superman, like where you tuck <laughs> the left arm under and then you extend. <laughs> hold the other one out. Extend the other. There you go. Yeah. Not that anyone can see it. Except for that one mage. <laughs> that's right. But you're, you know you're doing it, so that's all that matters. Yeah, it's a, it's a self-confidence thing, Thane, okay? Right. I know I'm invisible. That's not the point. <laughs> uh, the mage that spotted you takes a couple steps closer to the back of the ship and starts casting a spell. Uh, uh, when it comes to ranged attacks and spells, are we bound by the laws of physics or just by the laws of Dungeons & Dragons? What do you mean? As in wind resistance? Wind resistance and also projectile distance. Like if While moving? Yeah, if someone goes to the back of the airship and uh, holds an arrow up and lets it go, does it fly back a distance equal to the speed of the ship <laughs> before it begins to drop? I mean, it wouldn't be completely like that because it has velocity that's the same as the ship. Yeah, in order to play D&D at this level, we have to have passed Physics 101. Correct. Which I never took. Yep. Me either. Effectively, there's a strong wind blowing towards the back of the ship. Right. Okay. Fair okay. enough. So everything will be treated as if there's a strong wind. Whatever effect that might have. So actually, no, I'm going to... I changed my mind on what this mage is going to do. He actually takes a step back towards the stairs off the quarterdeck and kind of braces himself against the railing and then starts to cast a spell, but he's not going to take any effect at this point. Hmm. Odd. At least nothing that you can see. Next is Shaba. All right. So now mechanically, if I were to take a shot, well, first thing I'm going to take a move action directly toward the ship. All right, I'm going to take a move. Sorry, it's not called a move action in 5th edition. Mechanically, if I were to, to take out my bow and try to shoot somebody, would I, it, was it like disadvantage because of the strong wind? I would say yes. Okay, I would also become uninvisible if I did that, so I'm just going to do what Aslo did, even though I don't know that's what he did because he's invisible. I'm going to double move toward the ship as well. Next, several of the other soldiers on board the ship who heard the alarm ready their weapons and they're shouting back and forth on the ship. You're having a hard time hearing them over the sound of the wind and the storm and everything, but you can see them talking to each other and it looks like they're getting a general idea of where you are but none of them know exactly. They position themselves all around the back of the ship, standing in front of the... Whoever's steering, what's the name for that again? Uh, the bosun? Well, the, the person who's steering, I don't know if there's a specific name for it. The but steerer? The ship's wheel is what controls the ship. Yeah, so they're kind of protecting the wheel and also protecting the mage, or at least putting themselves between you and them. The helmsman. The helmsman. The or the coxswain. The, the cosin. <laughs> coxswain? How do you pronounce Coxwain? that? Coxswain. Coxswain. Coxswain, probably. 
You pronounce it some, somehow. Yes. However you pronounce it, sound it like that in your heads. <laughs> coxswain, yeah. I'm told. Uh, this just in, I hear it's coxswain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have confirmation. So two of the guards with their bows out take shots at Stripey. Now, will they be subject to penalties because they're firing across the wind? Yeah, plus I think he's at long range. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, one arrow strikes Stripey. Ooh. And he takes nine points of damage. Yikes. It's quite an arrow. No, it's Tokus' turn. Hmm. Well, I have to get to them. That's probably step one. So I guess I move, move. Okay. Guess I'm dashing. So you all continue your mad dash through the air. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you all get within close range here, that mage finishes casting his spell. Bro. And you three need to make wisdom saves. Uh, Tokus, you do get advantage because of your no-missionness. Mm. Session inspiration? Uh, Question might mark? be worth it. I feel like while you're flying and a mage is casting a spell at you is a pretty darn good time to use a session inspiration. Yeah, I tend to agree. Ooh. Wisdom save, you said? Yes. It's a 16 for Aslo. Still not great. It's a 13 for Shava. Was that with sesh insp? Yep. Does Stripey need to make one, too? Or just the three of us? Not Stripey. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, my best was an 11. I rolled a 9 and 11, and I have a plus Ooh. zero to my wisdom. Two of you failed. Thanks. And as his spell washes over you, you feel your actions beginning to slow down, and you're just sluggishly moving towards the ship. So, yes, each of you are slowed, move at half speed, you have a minus two to armor class and dex saves, and can't use reactions. Each turn you can use either an action or a bonus action, not both. Oh, that's brutal. That's so bad. And you can't make more than one attack, even with the extra attack ability. Oh, man. Do we get to resave it? ends of turns? Yes, at the end of each of your turns, you get saved to end it. Oh, phew, that's good. <laughs> but for the time being, you're very slow. Shaba won't have advantage, though, moving... F- oh, you... No, you can't. That's a bonus action. I was just thinking you could use the Lucky Rabbit's foot to give you better rolls. You can use either an action or a bonus action. Yeah, either an action or a bonus action, and half your movement. Half your movement, okay. Yeah, so I would have to not move again in order to use a bonus action and rub the rabbit's foot. Which might be worth it. Possibly, yeah. It's also a 50-50 chance if you cast a spell on whether it actually takes effect or happens next round. Guys, I don't feel so good. Neither do I. Stripey. Stripey's going to do the old move move. The old dash as it were. It's more like he, like, brings his arms in and kind of tries to make himself more aerodynamic. Yeah, I can totally picture that. <laughs> That's awesome. Stripey even bullet form. Yep. A stripe streaking through the air. That's right. Actually, I like to think that Stripey is going butt first. He's just, he just turned around <laughs> and he's flying directly at the enemy. He's sipping on a martini as he yeah. <laughs> lies on his back. Yeah, you could do it however you want with the fly spell. He's being carried by four squirrels right. on a palanquin <laughs> who are flying him toward the ship. He would be like arms folded behind his or hands folded behind his head, laying on his back, <laughs> just flying like that. And the the slave squirrels are like feeding him grapes. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're just on his belly. 
dropping grapes into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I didn't pack any airline food for this, so... Mm. Yeah, I hope they have snacks on this flight. Mm-hmm. was getting hungry. Getting real hungry. Oh, this flying. Yeah, it's pretty exhausting. So, that's Stripey's turn. Somehow or other, he's moving through the air. Whatever your preferred <laughs> way of envisioning his flight might be. <laughs> yeah. My way is canon. <laughs> there was a second caster standing at the bow of the ship, looking ahead, but hearing everything happening behind him, he turns around and makes his way down the stairs to the mid-decks, I guess is what it's called. Yep, sure. I'm, I'll go with it. Whatever it's called, it's the middle of the ship, and it's the top, so it's a deck. <laughs> Your logic is sound. He also casts a spell, and Azel, you need to make another saving throw. What? No, correction. I make the roll here. Uh, the caster at the front of the ship turns back, sees the commotion, and spots Stripey flying in, closing in on the ship. And he runs down the stairs and casts a spell, and you see Stripey begins to fall in a graceful arc down towards the ground. What? what? Stripey, no. No, no Stripey! Oh my gosh, this is perfect! I mean, this is horrible. <laughs> I'm so conflicted. I don't know what no, to feel. Stripey. Yes. No. Yes. No. Is he going to die? <laughs> no. Stripey, why couldn't we invisibility him? I don't remember how far up you guys all were. It's like a few hundred feet. Uh, a f- two or three hundred, I feel like. Yeah, it sounds about right. He maxes out at 200 feet. For 20d6. He takes what? 20d6. Wow. Uh, No, 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 no. I think this is... So hang on. If you you rolled perfect, which is statistically improbable, could you kill Stripey outright for me? Well, we're going to have to find out when he hits the ground, so we, we don't have to speculate on it. I mean, it's technically possible, but the odds of it are pretty low. So how long, how many rounds of falling does it take him to hit the ground? You can actually fall a few hundred feet in six seconds. Yikes. So he'll hit the ground this turn. Wow. Ouch. Or at least this round. So I guess I can't, like, dive out of my way to catch him, huh? I guess that's it for old stripes. Should we do the math of, like, uh, acceleration of falling speed? (laughs) Yeah, let's do some, let's work some physics. What is it, 9.8 meters per second squared? (laughs) I've looked it up before. It's fast enough that you, it will happen this round. I don't remember exactly what it is, though. In this moment, I'm curious, like, what's going through Shaba's mind? I think you know what's going through my, I also know what's going through your mind. Right, so do we, do we look at each other? Oh, we can't, we're invisible. We're invisible. Yeah. Yeah. So Tokus is smiling invisibly. I have my twenty d six picked out. Oh no! <laughs> oh, my gosh, <laughs> That's that. so many dice. No, those are some beautiful dice. <laughs> it's so many dice. It's a rainbow of polyhedrons. Thane showed us a huge handful of various colored dice. Oh. 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 Got to reroll that one. Oh man, this stinks. And he drank the giant potion. I know. He was going to be such a. A strong combatant for us. What's the uh, what's the threshold for like insta death? Is it your con ma or your con score? Double your hit points. It's double, double the maximum hit points. Which is why I say the odds of him dying are pretty slim. Oh yeah, so he'd have to take 128 damage to die. die. He takes 73 points of damage oh, when he wow. smashes into the ground. Yeah. Yikes. And goes skidding across the surface and bouncing and tumbling <laughs> through the grass and no. crashes into a tree. No, Stripey! Can we see the crash from up here? 
Yeah, I think you could. All right, Tokus watches the crash. <laughs> With glee. Tokus pops popcorn. <laughs> oh, no. I raise my arm, my fist to the sky and silently say, I'm going to kill that major. It's the last thing I do. Stripey, I will avenge you. There is a chance he could still die from death saves, but he was not killed outright. Hello, my name is Shavadabaday. You killed my badger. Prepare to die. <laughs> Prepare to die. One of the doors at the front of the ship, leading below decks, opens up, and another soldier appears. He's asking the other caster who's next to him and trying to figure out what's going on, it looks like. What's all the commotion? And now we're back to Aslo. Alrighty then. So I do have my normal move, move alizers. So I'm going to uh, move up 30 and then 30. Okay. Sounds good. So that should put you just at the edge of the ship. Get on that bad boy. Yeah, um, I think I want to be just over top of it. Can you explain a little bit more about the setup of the ship here? You said it's like a sort of a blimp over top of the deck of the ship, and then there's rigging and sails coming out of the sides, right? Right, it has wing-like sails on the sides. It's got the blimp balloon, which is attached to the mast and ropes coming down the sides, attached to the rails of the ship. Does the mast basically go up and support the bottom of the balloon? Yeah, so there's it's, there's a central mast under the balloon holding it up, and then there's also a smaller mast up front that has a little sail. Okay. I guess I probably wouldn't know that the other two are slowed yet. I probably would have seen Stripey fall, which is bad. You kind of liked it too, admit it. <laughs> there, was a, there was a little part of me that, that enjoyed that. So you fly to just a little above the ship, enough to be out of reach with our attacks, I guess? Yeah, probably, I probably want to be up above it, and I'll actually fly up and grab onto the rigging with one hand, sort of up near where the balloon is, just for that extra stability. This far back, there's probably not really any rigging around. It's just like the net on the balloon itself, so you can just grab onto that. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Hey, Thane, I'm going to ask you to do a small favor for me. Um, will you roll Stripey's death saves and keep them a secret from us so that we don't <laughs> know what becomes of him? That's what you want? Yeah. Please. Very well. I will do so. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's a rule we've played around with before or considered before. Yeah, secret death saves. Uh, do you have a bonus action you want to use? Uh, oh, right. Yeah, I use my action to move. Um, bonus action, I will give Shaba inspiration. Now that brings up a good question. Do you have to be able to see us to inspire us? I think you have to be able to hear, not see, if I remember correctly. Okay. Creature other than you who can hear you. Gains a bardic inspiration. Yep. So as long as you shout loud enough. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll do it before <laughs> I move, I guess, since I'm a little closer. And I say, Shaba, never put off to tomorrow what you can do the day after that. <laughs> I always do. And that will end my turn. But you always do put off until tomorrow what you can do the day after that? Yep. <laughs> um, back to the first mage. This mage casts another spell. And then continues to slowly back his way down the stairs. Why are these spellcasters casting all these spells? I think they're doing. Tokus and Shaba, suddenly in your localized in your little area, the storm picks up right around you, and chunks of ice start pelting you from above, Oof. and filling the air, making it even harder to fly. So each of you can make a dex save. All right, well, my dex save's pretty good. This isn't a magical effect, is it? I'm being hit by something physical. Well, your thing only applies to wisdom, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a spell, but it's a dex save. Right. 
Yeah, it's like cha, whiz, or int. It's not bad. I got an 18. Well, look at that. 16. All right. Pretty good. So both of you saved, but you're still getting pelted and frozen. Oh. (laughs) You take 15 points of mixed bludgeoning and cold damage. And this area is considered difficult terrain while the storm persists. So that slows you down even more. Like the air does? Yeah. Air is difficult terrain. Oh, man. Uh, that's, that's rough, guys. That's not good. Yep. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. We're like doubly slowed down. Triply even. Yeah, what are we going to do? Shava, it's your turn. All right, so can I move at all? You can move at one quarter speed. I'm slowed <laughs> by the slow spell, I'm slowed by the wind, and I'm slowed by the ice storm, or whatever spell that is. So a quarter speed would be... So if I move twice, then I go 30 feet, so then I can move out of it. So you can move a little bit farther than that, because you'll make it out of the storm before that point. Okay, so if I move... If my first move is immediately out of it, then that was three spaces of my movement, and then I'll be at half speed from then on. Well, you're moving at half speed because of the wind, and then you only have half of the movement. So it's... So it's actually your full movement is getting out in that first step, isn't it? Is the storm actually moving with us? Like, is it traveling as fast as we're moving, or are we immediately getting out of it? Like, can he actually move the storm? Uh, no, the storm's staying put, so it'll be gone as soon as you get out of it. Yeah, so then one regular space of movement, though two spaces because I'm slowed, would get me out of it. But then I'm still half movement because of the wind speed and then half of that because of the slow spell, right? So I'm then at a quarter movement afterwards. Let's just say first movement gets you to one space ahead of where you are and then just count it from there. All right. So you move about 10 feet relative to the ship in your full movement. All right. And then so if I take another move or if I use my action to move, then I'll only move up three spaces relative to the ship. Yeah, that's right, right? Yeah. I think this is the right plan, right? We want to keep moving because if we do anything else, we break our own invisibility. Break the invis, yeah. And we saw what happened to Stripey. Yep. I don't want, <laughs> don't want that happening. Uh, yeah, so I think we, we got to keep moving until, until we hopefully get there. We, we're in a very precarious situation. To say the least. Yeah, the fact that we don't have flight in our own party, that we can't recast it. So at full speed, taking your action to move as well as your movement, you can make it almost half the way to the ship from where you were. Yeah, right, from where I was, yes. Which is about 30 feet back from the ship, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then since I don't have a spare bonus action to rub the lucky rabbit's foot, I'm going to have to make that wisdom save just a uh, single die. What if you didn't do the second move? Would you get the rabbit's foot? Uh, yeah, I would. Is that more worth it? Because then you potentially wouldn't be slowed anymore. That's true. Like, you lose more movement now, but you'll gain more movement later to catch up to the ship. Yeah, it's it's only three squares of movement. I think you're right. So I think I just get the move to get out of the storm, even though the storm's going to move past me if I don't move at all. All right, so you, you're still 50 feet from the ship. Still 50 feet from the ship, but then I can rub the lucky rabbit's foot as my bonus. Yeah, so you take you, you use your chin attachment or the, the shoulder <laughs> harmonicus holder. Yeah. Yeah. Rub my chin on it and uh, roll the wisdom save with advantage. Come on. Come on. I'm surprised we don't have art for this chin apparatus. Okay, all right, I think that'll do it. This time it is an, uh, an 18. Okay, you shake off the slowness. Whew. <sighs> okay. 
feel your All right. feel limbs a little more limbering limber. up again. <laughs> yeah, stretching out. All right. Whew. Okay. So now the guards that had previously shot at Stripey don't see any targets. So they're just waiting around, watching closely and listening. Aslo, you're close enough. You can see two more guards come out. What? From underneath the quarterdeck. Rut row. This ship is a regular clown car. <laughs> guards pilot out. <laughs> well, we didn't think this was going to be easy, did we? That's true. And now we're back to Tokus. Yeah, so I want to move out of this horrible storm. Yeah, I should just move again, right? Yeah, you can go one more space up for with including that move. Well, yeah, why did I think I needed to spend my second action, or my actual action, in addition to my movement on something different? Because we're slowed. You're slowed? No, but maybe I don't need to move diagonal. Maybe I should just move straight. I don't think so. I think you want to get it out of the storm as quick as possible. Oh, if I move through the storm more, I might take more damage? It'll just be slower. It'll just be slower. Okay, so I get out of the storm. The fastest way to approach the ship is to fly sideways for a second to get out of the storm and then go forward. Okay, and then I guess I should go diagonal again? Yeah. Yep. Alright, so I do that, and uh, I guess I will... F6 to my end step. And roll with advantage again, because it's a wisdom save and you're a gnome. I am a gnome. I am. <laughs> that is an attribute of my character. I am a gnome. I am a gnome. I am a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what they say, Tukas. You're a gnome. Oh, I dropped one. So the, the dice that landed on my table, a three. Oh, crap. You're always a gnome to me. <laughs> oh, 18 on hey, there the we advantage. Go. There we go. Okay, so you also unslow. <laughs> but it's still going to take each of you two movements to get onto the ship. Yep. Brian's just going to solo this encounter. We, we, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you're still invisible, aren't you, Aslo? We're all still invisible, as far as I know. Yeah. Yep. Except Stripey. Womp womp. All right. Speaking of Stripey, it's time for his death save, which I shall roll. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I take it back. Tell us what it is. Please. <laughs> I can't bear to know. Remember how I told you that no matter how much I demanded, no matter how much I threatened you, no matter how much I said, don't tell me. Please tell me. Please. You have to tell me. <laughs> no, don't. Aslo, from your perch underneath the balloon... You see that the caster that was at the front of the ship is actually holding in his hand what looks like a very fancy golden scepter. Oh my gosh. <gasps> what? The scepter. That's the one. Covered with jewels and all sorts of fancy workmanship. Dude, scepter of Altoria. And he, not seeing a current target, heads below decks to where the... One soldier came out of the front a little while ago. Man. Jerk. How could he? I shout, yeah, you better run. He has to protect <laughs> his precious. <laughs> My precious. It burns us. There was something I recently watched in the Discord that was, it was a mashup of Jack Black's Peaches and Gollum <laughs> with Precious. Jack Black's Peaches? I, I love Jack Black, but I... So Jack Black as Bowser. It's a new song of his. Uh, his song, okay. Peaches. But this was like a mashup of that. But it's Gollum as Jack Black as Bowser. 
<laughs> but as Gollum, as himself. Gollum as himself. Right. And Gollum is singing to his precious as if and that's analogous <laughs> to peaches amazing um, and it's it's it was great it was amusing i didn't know the original song but it was still amusing oh you, now you have to watch the original and you'll understand why it's so funny it, that's that music video is jack black just 100 percent being jack black yeah. in a bowser getup <laughs> which i love jack black's great where the scepter just went Another caster and several more soldiers emerge from. What? Dude, these guys have to stop. <sighs> Just stay inside the ship already. <laughs> Good night. I take a chicken wing and I throw it down through the open door to lure some of them inside. <laughs> yeah, that's something we've always lacked as a party. AOE. Oh, chicken wings? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sadly. Actually, it looks like four mages rush out at once, but you're pretty sure it's just the mirror image spell. Ah, I see. But then there's also the other soldiers. So, now we're all the way back to Ezlo. All right, gentlemen, I have a decision to make. I'm glad you asked about that invisibility earlier because I think it's about to end. (laughs) And also, speaking of AoE, I have a decent AoE spell that could matter a lot right now, but then I'll go uninvisible at which point I'll be the closest target for about half a dozen soldiers and two mages. Yeah. So I think it's either that or mirror image. Either way, I lose my invisibility. Well, yeah, I don't know if you break the invisibility yet. Yeah, you could just sneak below decks. That's true. You are in a really tough spot, Brian, because I I was thinking some of the same lines of thought as you, which is, right, spend a turn, maybe mirror imaging to set up a particular spell that will leave unnamed for the moment. Go straight for said unnamed spell, or maybe pull something that Jay's proposing. Just so you're aware, they did close the door behind them when they came up. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point. I I assumed I'd be hypnotizing some people, but I could go straight for the scepter. Although the way these guys are piling out, there's probably like 15 more guards inside. (laughs) If I was in your position, Brian, I think I would continue to milk the invisibility until my allies were more able to support me. That's a good point. You guys are still like 30 and 50 feet back from the back of the ship, so... But you don't know where they are. You don't even know that they were slowed, although you probably were aware of the ice storm. That's true. I would have seen the ice storm behind me, um, and no one has opened fire yet from behind me, so I think I could safely assume that they're not on board yet. I'm going to move up, because if nothing else, then we can surround them and uh, make them fight a two-front battle. I'm going to let go of the of the thing and shoot forward again, flying forward another 60 feet. Nice. Well, 30, or unless you're doing double move. Oh, 30, yeah, 30 to start. I'll go to about half, uh, almost halfway up the ship. Okay, midship, is that what that yeah. term is, or is that height? Midships. No, midships. Yeah, midships, that sounds right. But yeah, I think, I think I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to move, move. Yeah, that way you have, yeah, not only getting on the other side of them, but you also have the wind advantage. I'm just going to go to right up to the beginning of the, whatever the deck in the front is called. The bow deck? Four deck? The four deck. The four? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a raised quarter deck at the back, then a lower deck in the middle, and then at the front the stairs go up, not quite as high. There's a raised deck at the the bow. Uh, Then I will give myself bardic inspiration with a bonus action, and (laughs) end my turn. Sounds good. Can't do that. Unfortunately. Oh, come on, Thane, live a little. (laughs) (laughs) So, the one mage that's been watching this whole thing, he'll do the same thing he did before. He'll cast slow again, because he has it, and why not? (sighs) Because he's a jerk, that's why not. 
So Shaba and Turkis both make your wisdom save. <sighs> <laughs> he is determined to not have you get on board. Alright, that is a 16 this time. Okay, that passed. Phew. Uh, 19. That passed. Alright. Nice. nice. Oh. Lucky roll on your part, Jay. You only get one dice. I know. Die. And I only have a I only have a plus two to my wisdom wisdom save. Only a singular die. Then he ducks around the corner so that Tokus and Shava can't see him, and he's hiding kind of behind the wall <laughs> by the deck, just like a mage. <laughs> and instead, he's keeping an eye on Aslo, and he shouts out to the rest of the crew. Aslo, you can hear him. He says, "The little one's right up there." He's pointing you out. <laughs> oh, he still has his invisibility detection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quiet, you. See invisibility. Yep. Hey, pipe down over there. Yeah, as soon as he starts shouting, I go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so that they can't hear him. <laughs> but then they could hear you. So kind of defeats the purpose. Oh, right. I think this combat's going great so far, guys. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, everything's coming up now. Yeah, when we actually have a chance to do some actual combat, that'd be great. Shada? All right, I think the only thing to do is to double move skis and achieve a landing. Um, so unless there's like a crow's nest or anywhere where I'd be able to get like a perch up there, then I don't think it's even worth trying to go take a, a position up high because I don't think I would be able to take my bow out and use it with two hands while also hanging on. Yeah, so it does have rigging just kind of on the sides of the balloon that go over the top of it, basically holding it down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you were to get up there, then there's a big balloon in the way. So Yeah. Right. Saint, do we have reason to believe that this balloon is the main thing keeping this ship in the sky? It obviously plays a role, but it's also obviously not enough to work by itself. Okay. So, yeah, something else is working behind the scenes. All right. Nice vague answer. Yeah, it could be a combo of magical and mechanical means. Hmm. I'm just saying, Shaba, if you're looking for a target, I can think of one big one. I don't know how much one arrow is going to do to a giant balloon like that. <laughs> Shaba, what about grabbing onto something that's not going to put you in melee with any of those three guards on the on the stern part of the boat. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, is if I can go up two full movements, could I be up on some rigging up above the surface of the deck? Um, you can move up and grab onto the net that goes around the balloon, kind of like what Hazlo was doing. Okay, I'll do that then. Do we have any idea how many more rounds our flying is going to last, by the way? Long enough, assuming that the mages cast it keep their concentration <laughs> right <laughs> okay uh, all right that's what i will do i will uh, fly up to the ship grab the rigging oh wait i'm not slow anymore so i have a bonus action do i zephyr strike here then i become not invisible anymore uh... yeah so guys we we want the tank to break invisibility first, right? That's what I would assume, and that's what I think Shaba and Azza would both assume. Yep. Yeah, like, let me uh, christen this ship. <laughs> Fair enough. With the uh, the blood of my, our enemies. All right, I'm trying to think if I have any other bonus actions that I can use, any other... Christen this ship with the champagne bottle of death. <laughs> All right, my turn is complete. Guards start to fan out a little bit around the ship, still looking for targets. The mage hasn't told them where Shaba is at this point, especially since he was hiding around the corner so he wasn't actually looking. So they don't know to attack you right there yet. And we'll go on to Tokus. Oh boy. All right. What am I going to do, guys? What am I going to do? All right. So I'm going to move. 
I'm, I'm not moving 60, right? You said I'm moving at half speed due to the wind and resistance and everything. Yeah, we're moving. You're moving 30 per move. 30 feet if you're moving forward. Okay. So I can't quite get to them. Not in a single move. You'd have to move twice. I mean, but every every turn we wait to do stuff. The only reason we've been waiting is just to get in position, really. How does how does that work? I'd be a floor above the mage. You can make it to any spot on the quarterdeck. You can move right next to the helmsman who's at the wheel, and you would also be above the mage who's hiding beneath the quarterdeck. Yeah, that's the mage that's like been calling us out this whole time, right? The one that ducks behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have the ability to get into melee with that guy if I use Misty Step. Oh, I see. Ah, uh, true. That's true. Yeah, I could move, move, and Misty Step down to him. Misty is a bonus action. Exactly. So you could move once, Misty, Misty. to the ship, and then still have a full attack. Yes. And you'd get the full speed on your Misty Step. Yes, because yeah, it's a teleport. teleporting. Uh, Misty's movement is 30 feet, I believe. Right, so you can move up once, you Misty to the ship, and then you still have your action for the turn. Y- yeah, but, I mean, sure, I could wail on one of these guys, but I kind of want to... Tokus has learned some new tricks, Shaba, and I kind of want to be next to that mage, if you know what I'm saying. You could do that. That's valid, too. I mean, taking out the mages first is not a bad idea at all, in general. <laughs> That's true. All right, so Tokus gets to the ship and lands, like, on the banister. And I'm kind of like, all right. And I look down, and I see, that's the guy. That's the guy that was telling everybody about us and ruined our stealth mission. It's time for the people's elbow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to drop the DDT. Give him the old pile driver. Yeah. All right, and so I will misty down right in front of him. So you're using both movements and Misty Step? Yeah, and I'm and I'm breaking stealth like really epically. I do kind of like the, the superhero like and I'm like right in front of him and I look up at him. So you wanna like nightcrawler appear. Yeah. So Shabe, if you cast Misty, you are now visible and they all get to attack you this round. Yes. If you do not cast Misty, then you're not visible for an entire round of them all. That's a good going. point. Yeah, but I need to break stealth before you guys do. And now that I've broken stealth, you guys can take a normal turn instead of doing another sit there do nothing, hope to stay invisible turn. And I'm stopping the guy that might make you guys visible anyway because he sees you. That's fair. So I'm, I'm actually being fairly strategic. I, I would not do this if I was not the armor of the Rathcon Hills wearing gnome. So your point is very valid, but I want to actually finally be a tank. I want to I want to pull the whole raid and counter and <laughs> yeah, br- right. bring it on. I've still got my reaction with the armband and let's go. I mean maybe I'm dying, I don't know. Yeah, hey. We'll find out on another episode of the Damage Guild <laughs> podcast. <laughs> podcast. Podcast. See you guys next time. So, Tokus shoots forward and lands revealing yourself in front of everyone, drawing all eyes on the ship to you. Ha-ha. Stripey makes another death save. Oh, Stripey. <laughs> I guess at this point it's possible that he's fully recovered or fully dead, so I'm not going to say anymore whether he's making saves. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you did just say that he makes a death save, so I think he's doing all right. Be <laughs> strong. That is it. As in rolling a death save. Uh-huh. I think it was a Freudian slip thing. Mm-hmm. It's been two rounds, so either he rolled a natural one or he rolled a natural 20. 
So those are the only two possibilities. The other 18 <laughs> sides of the dice don't matter. obviously didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, the few guys that are closest to where Aslo was just pointed out to be start attacking the air, hoping to hit you. Oh. oh yeah, so now that we're aboard, can we see what these guys are primarily armed with? They're mostly wielding like spears, halberds, or other pole arms like that. A few of the ones that were up above had bows also. <laughs> they got, they've all got like pikes. Oops, uh, I guys, I popped the balloon again. Super, <laughs> super sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say those seem like really dangerous weapons to have on an airship balloon. Uh, yeah, they're not that close to the balloon. Uh, all right, so they're attacking Aslo with disadvantage because they can't see you. I don't think I said it, but I was thinking that I would go up high again to try to stay out of range. But I guess it all depends how high it is. And Yeah, I don't think you said whether you actually landed on the deck or whether you were hovering above it. Yeah, I don't think I really said either way. You didn't say, but since they're wielding pole arms, I think they could at least hit you from standing on the deck. Yeah, maybe if they got up to the second deck, probably either way they'd be able to reach. Okay. Yeah. So they're just fishing with their pole arms where the mage pointed out that Brian is, correct? Yeah, kind of hacking around. So they have penalties here, but... There's still a chance they'll hit him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're just randomly swiping, hoping, in, in the general direction they were directed to. Mm-hmm. Two of them are attacking. One of them does manage to hit you, but only for four points of damage. Alrighty. Ouch. Yeah, his spear scratches your leg as you're hanging on. Oof. And he shouts, I drew blood! <laughs> <laughs> Two more of the guards close in on Tokus, surrounding you. Uh-oh. So there are now three guards and a mage all in a circle around you. That's just how I like it. <laughs> it's nice and cozy. Welcome to the party. Remember the quote from Band of Brothers? He's like, uh, oh man, I think you boys are about to be surrounded. And he goes, we're paratroopers, sir. We're supposed to be surrounded. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. I mean, I'm, we're all a bunch of regular paratroopers right now, aren't we? Pretty much. I just made four attacks, all with advantage, because they're flanking you, and none of them hit. Yes! Victory! Victory is out! That's fantastic. Being close. (laughs) Tokus, you're finally tanking. You're doing it. (laughs) For once. You're doing the thing! (laughs) It's so hard to tank in 5th ed. But you do an admirable job of it, nonetheless. Yes, several magic items and an ancient item later, we have a tank. (laughs) Or artifact. The Frankenstein's monster of a tank. Cobbled together. Yes. Magic items. And just for the record, Shaba, I'm not mad that we lost Stripey. I'm mad at the loss of Elixir, okay? I'm, I know. <laughs> You're mad at the loss of the potion that you were waiting so long to use, the precious, precious strength potion. Yep. I imagine those effects fall off with Stripey going unconscious or worse. Probably. Um, the other mage that came up on deck just a little while ago casts Magic Missile at... Tokus. Magic missile. I cast magic missile. <laughs> I'm attacking the <laughs> darkness. <laughs> do you take it, or you technically have something that can block it? I do, but I do I do something here? Yeah, I mean, the shield spell works on magic missile, right? Does it just counteract it, or does it... It blocks magic missile. It just blocks? It's the only thing that can block magic missile. It just blocks the magic missile. Dude. Dude. I feel like this guy's trying to get me to burn my shield charges, guys. Right? But I'm gonna do it because it's really cool. It's super (laughs) cool. Therefore, you should do it. So enticing. Because it almost never ever comes up. Yeah. So when it does... (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I do that. So you see him conjuring magical darts of energy which streak towards you, and at the last second you turn and deflect it with your magically enhanced shield. Count the missiles. Sweet. Count the missiles. Make an Icona check. What, to see how successful I've blocked? No, to see what level he's casting the spell at. Exactly. Oh. There were just three of them. Yeah, just so you can get an idea if it comes up again, like how much damage you're probably going to end up blocking, which in this case it was maybe like 10 average... Hey, damage prevention is damage prevented. It sure is. Ezlo, your turn. The last second the mage also goes back and puts his back against the door leading down. Why did he do that? Well, he's blocking the doorway. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, well, that changes what I'm going to do then. I think you go, like, lance the mage, maybe? Possibly lancing the mage. Or do you want to save the lance for... Oh, no, you have two fourth level spells now, right? Well, I've spent one of them on invisibility oh, right. uh, upgraded. Yeah. So maybe save the lance for the scepter guy, if we get that far. Aslo? All right, it is my turn. So yeah, the mage is blocking the door. I have two options here. My first good option is something that I rarely ever get to use, and that would be to cast Silence. Oh, It has wow. a 20-foot radius, which would allow me to exactly encapsulate both casters. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, so that would basically prevent them from casting spells. Oh my goodness. And then if they want to cast spells, it would force them to move, which it would get the caster away from Tokus, so we could get an attack of opportunity, and potentially get the other caster away from the door, so that I could get down there. Man. But that's a concentration spell, whereas I could also just cast Hypnotic Pattern, which is a 30-foot cube, and get basically everyone on the entire back half of the ship under hypnotic pattern. I will also point out, before you cast a concentration spell, that would end the invisibility, and you don't know where Shaba is. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fully aware that it's going to end invisibility either way. That's true. If you silence Brian, don't you silence me? Yes. Well, don't you silence me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can silence me. I'm still a fighter. Yeah, it would be cool to use silence because I get to use it so rarely. Silence is spells, right? Like magical effects wouldn't be prevented by it? It prevents any sound, so all spells with vocal components, which is like the vast majority of them, like 90-95% right. of spells. Ooh, silencing two mages seems really good, but silencing Tokus seems really not. Or I could probably get nine of these people, including the mage, in one giant hypnotic pattern. Yeah. So knocking out half of, basically half potentially of their guys seems really good too mm -hmm. dude hypnotic pattern is so so good it's so good it's good it's like it's one of those spells that like i kind of am sad that you have it i mean i'm not i love that you have it i'm just saying it's <laughs> it's one of those spells where it's like because of its uh ubiquity ubiquity that's exactly the word i was thinking was it oh <laughs> yeah. dude we just Wave like brain linked you yep. and i yep yeah <laughs> mind meld <laughs> and it's just like that's not great balancing it's like if there's a spell that's just like so blatantly better it's like brian as a player right now is like why would i use something else yeah yeah i feel like we kind of need a hypnotic pattern to give ourselves the chance to get established here because that's kind of what i feel like too just put the team on your back again it's been the best crowd control <laughs> yeah. in the campaign bar none yeah. yeah in other combats it's felt like it made sense to hold off on it but in this combat for some reason it feels like it's better to front load it and they're both concentration so i couldn't like oh silence this turn and then hypnotic next turn it would just right. overwrite it so yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do uh, Thane you're right I don't know where Shaba is so I would 
just place it sort of on the back half of the ship. Well, it basically just depends which side, but maybe I'll just roll roll for it. You do know that I have a bardic. I mean, you don't know whether I've used it or not, of course, but... Um that's true. In fact, if anything, I was thinking the plan was for all three of us to go around the port side, so I'd probably put it uh, down one. Put it on starboard? Yeah. On more toward the starboard side. Yeah. If I'm not metagaming. I have advantage on this effect. Yeah, you're, you're good. You have advantage, plus you have a bardic, so you're fine. And yeah, I can use my bardic if need be. It's a perfectly good use of it. So your hypnotic pattern encompasses everyone on the back half of the ship. <laughs> so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine bad guys and Tokus and myself. All right. So everyone make wisdom saving throws. Okay. Including Shaba and Tokus. <laughs> DC 17. 17. Yikes. Oh boy. Oof. Okay. I'm, I'm going to need that bardic. It's a DC 17 for this. Mm-hmm. So I have an 11 without the bardic. So I need a 6, 7, or 8 on the D8 to pass this save. Oh gosh. Yes, I got an 8. Yes. <laughs> got there. Wait, so with regards to the Bardic, I can wait to see what I get first. Yeah, you roll your d20, yeah. see what your yeah. total is, okay. and then, yeah. It's been, it's been a while since I've been inspired. Yeah. Oh man, I might not need it. I rolled a 4 and a 17. Ah, there you go. <laughs> oh, wow. There I don't think I'm going to spend my Bardic. <laughs> nice. Is that metagamey, though? Would Tokus know how strong Aslo's save DC is? You would know that you didn't just fall unconscious. You've been hypnotic by him before. So I guess I could gauge the strength. I don't know. I'm just, like, mechanically thinking about how does that work. Oh, oh well, that's... Bard- I mean, Bardic inspiration kind of requires you to be metagamey a little bit. Right, like yeah, because yeah. it's always retroactively yeah. used. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you always apply after the roll, or if you're smart, you do. Well, I love that I'm not asleep. I like this. This is a great <laughs> spell. <laughs> okay, so interestingly, the ones that are affected by it are all four that are right next to Tokus. The others made their saves. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You're surrounded by imbeciles. Zatokas drops down onto the ship, and they all just collapse. It's like, ah, it was me all along. Oh, the, dude, you use your thunder boots. Oh, no, wait, that would wake them up. No, I don't want to wake them up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was my action. So I'm going to move right up to the front of the balloon and go kind of up away onto the front of it just to get myself out of arm's reach. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going to fly halfway up the balloon or something and right in front of it. So Yeah, nice. Front of the wind right as it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. smashing against me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm just spread eagle in front of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> just with your back to the balloon. Jack, I'm flying! <laughs> that was a Titanic reference for anyone who wasn't uh, around when that movie was made. <laughs> Yeah, they might not have been born when that came out. <laughs> yeah. That's true, actually. That's a, that's a classic, though. Mm, it is. So the mage is hypnotized, and there's no further saving throws. So it's Shava. All right. Well, I know that there's no such thing as a five-foot step in 5th edition, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to move one square <laughs> over, and I'm going to charge up a lightning shot to blast these oh, three soldiers baby. right in the line back here. So I call upon the power and the lightning of the Ram Lord. And I say, I am Shaba and I'm going to lightning you. Because I don't like your faces. And that, with a mighty 18, will... No, sorry, that's a 19. Well, that hits the guy in the back. All right. 
And the others make their saves. What's the DC? DC 13, dex save. Yeah, they both passed. So I will take... Uh, I rolled a six. I will take six. And lightning da- Oh, nice. Good rolls on the lightning damage. Um, that's 17 uh, lightning damage. Um, and then the guy at the end takes an additional seven. So 24 for the last guy. Lightning streaks across the deck of the ship. Ruptures the hot air balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Which explodes. Now the balloon's above you. Uh, And then I believe as a bonus action I will cast Zephyr Strike. And I will complete my movement by getting out of melee with the guy that I am currently in melee with. Nice. Put my back to the rail and uh, call it a day. Or call it a turn. Man, power move by Shaba. Power turn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How much total damage did you deal to all those guys? Well, it was uh, 17 times 3 divided by 2 plus 24. Or one of the guy, I don't know whether the guy at the end saved or not. But uh, a good chunk, I'd say. He doesn't get a save, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. The, the guy at the end is just hit or missed. Which makes the lightning arrow so good. Mm. I'm sure Thane would have rewritten his magic item if he could. <laughs> those guards that you just zapped are now aware of your presence, know exactly where you are, and they move to attack. Yes, indeed. The first guy hits you once for six. Wait, isn't Zephyr Strike concentration? Yes. I do have my stones. Um, Should you stone so that you don't have to cons? So I don't have to save? Um, yeah, because your stones might fully resist that six. Yeah, I'll, I'll stones the first attack just to see if it'll prevent me from having to make the save. So that, oh, I rolled a 12, man. All right, well, no, so none of that first attack actually uh, deals damage. Hey, well, you're, you're preserving your spell, hopefully. Well, the second guy attacks, and one of his attacks hits you also for five. All right, and good to go. I rolled a 19. Okay, the last one is staying back and shooting instead of moving up and attacking in melee. Oh, what ranged weapons do they have, or does he have? He's got a longbow. He hits with two shots. Ow. Four, seven, and four. All right, two saves. Uh, I failed the first one, so I lose my spell. I mean, you already got the usefulness of the spell, which was to not take an attack of opportunity. True. Yeah. One of the other guards moves up to Tokus and attacks. Hits once. Or actually, you still have shield active. That sounds good to me. So your shield gives you an AC of 26. And he misses. Block it with your shield. <laughs> nice. And now it's your turn. So, okay, I'm surrounded, right? You are surrounded, but only one guy is alert. So, like, could I slip past them? Yeah. They, they don't have reactions, I assume. Well, no, I'm just, like, from a mechanical standpoint, I guess this doesn't come up very often. Yeah, there's plenty of physical space between them. Also, we should all still have flying as far as, I mean, as far as we know. So you can always fly up and over people if you need to. That's a good point. So Tokus launches up off the deck, seeing as he's remembered from a little bird on his shoulder that he has flight. <laughs> and I'm going to zoom me over to the mage. Okay, so the one guy who's alert next to you still gets a free attack. Yes, that's true. Uh, this is no surprise there. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close in on the mage and brandish a weapon that I haven't used. You should slowly descend like uh, like uh, Doctor Strange or something with your cloak billing behind you. And slowly lower the sword through his head. Yeah, not, not a sword. 
and not a Warham either. I am going to oh. bring down the Wyvern Poison Axe of Awesome. What? Whoa. Oh, yeah, the Poison Axe. And take a chunk out of crime. Wyvern Poison Axe. Dude, it was a Dragon Poison Axe, right? That's right, the Dragon Poison Axe. Yeah. Um, but do these hit? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's magical. I finally get that plus one to attacks, guys. That's sweet, sweet plus one. Yes. Okay, so that would be a 23 to hit with my first attack. That hits. So Battle Axe is a D8 if I'm wielding it with one hand. It does have Versatile, so I could two-hand it, but I'm using my shield. Okay, 11 physical, extra D6 poison when I hit. Oh, max poison! Oh, max poison. Oh, max poison. P-p-p-poison. I should have hexed this guy. I should have hexed him, guys, but it's mm. too late. It's too late. 17 damage? Yeah, that sounds right. Wow. Wow. All right. And then my second attack was a 21 to hit. Hits. It hits. Nice. I'll roll these together. This would have been a lot more damage, guys, if I... Oh, wait. I just remembered. This guy has mirror image cast. Uh, Okay, so we should roll it back then. So I need to see if you hit him or... His image is homages, dude. So you roll a d20, and then it's like if it's a 13 or something. Brian, you would know. You're a, you're a. Yeah, totally. Whatever you just said sounds you great. You would know. You're a, you're a guy. You're a dude. You're a. You're a person who does stuff. <laughs> you're, a, you're an individual. The first attack hits one of his images. Okay, so first attack hits an image. What about the second attack? The second attack hits him. Second attack hits him? Okay, so I've rolled max plus strength plus bonus. This is 13 physical and two poison as well. Right, 15 damage? Yes. Ha! You can't hide forever. You can't hide behind those exact replicas of yourself forever. Also, was he concentrating on anything of curiosity? That's a good... Quest. Don't believe he was. Ah, oh, I wanted my thing to come up because I have something new <laughs> on Tokus's kit. All right, that's. Uh, I guess that's my turn, dudes. Good turn. I liked it. So, did you knock out any of his images? One. One. Yeah, one image and then one hit on him. In retrospect, I should have hexed because that would have been juicier. Stripey's turn. So, if he's alive and still in danger, then this is when I would roll. But if you don't roll, then I will know that he's. Either stable or dead. Yeah, you need to roll a dice as a placebo. I did. You probably just didn't hear it. Oh, okay. All right. Roll it loud enough for you to... <laughs> there we go. Now I feel better. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Stripey's still rolling. He's still fighting. <laughs> now the rest of these guards. So two of them near Aslo. Can't reach you anymore. So they go where Tokus is, and they're going to move as close to flanking as they can with the wizard. One of them manages to hit. The other one does not. You take a grand total of five points of damage. Out, hey, rude. Yeah, I was trying. I was just trying to have a little chat with this guy. I'm just trying to commandeer your ship and take your magic item. No reason to get hasty here. Yeah, this is a raid. <laughs> Everybody, hands up. No reason to get excited. I think I heard of the the other day. I may have mentioned this, but I heard the origin the origin of the the phrase uh, the saying "keep your shirt on." Hey, hey, keep your shirt on. It's because like back in the day, if someone was going to get into a fight and they only had one shirt, they would like a guy they would take it off first so they didn't get blood on it before they 
before they, <laughs> they started, like, punching each other. Because it's, like, the only shirt they own? Yeah, because it's, like, the only shirt they have. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, they had to wear the shirt to work, then, uh, you know, you can't get bloodstains all over it. Oh, man. Hey, all right, keep your shirt on. <laughs> Let's stay calm here. So the mage in front of you chants a few words, and then you see this... Just aura of fire envelop him. Oh, whoa. Uh-oh. I don't know if I feel okay about that thing. <laughs> I definitely don't. 